I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs, and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. It's been an unhappy new year for former socialite Ghislaine Maxwell as she faces up to 65 years behind bars. But as the dust settles on her sensational conviction for sex trafficking in a New York court, the focus has moved firmly to what will happen next. Today, I'm talking to Toronto Sun crime journalist and author Brad Hunter about the possibility of Maxwell trying to cut a last-minute deal for a reduced sentence, about her life behind bars in US jail, and about the rising heat for Prince Andrew as he fights a looming civil case from alleged victim, Virginia Roberts. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. So Happy New Year to you. And Happy New Year to you. And delighted to have you back on. You're now becoming one of my (laughs) my regulars. (laughs) It's great to be back. It's great to be back. And uh, the US always continues to give us great stories and 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 all the rest of it i noticed from one of your videos that um you've got bill cosby coming up as well he's gone back to court that's right yeah cosby uh they overturned uh, the 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 um, conviction of bill cosby uh on a technicality and now uh and now but the the da says no we're still we're still going through with it. So I don't think uh, the party's over for Mr. Cosby quite yet. No, indeed not. Now, while he's enjoying the last, perhaps, of his freedom, um, our old pal, Ghislaine Maxwell, is facing 65 years? Yeah, they uh, they, uh, dole out the big numbers like candy uh, in the U.S. And uh, whether... Whether she would actually ever serve 65 years is quite another question. Will she spend the rest of her life in the slammer? I, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to say about that, but I'm guessing if, if the conviction stands and they say the appeal is very thin gruel indeed, uh, that she'll likely spend the rest of her life in prison. Yeah, because explain to me how things work there. It's different to hear. Um, you know, in Ireland, there's a cap on on uh, sentencing um, much less than 65 years. I can tell you, like the most serious crime you can commit is murder, which comes with a mandatory life sentence. But um, apart from that, the judges have to decide on sentencing. They have to look at various things, whether someone pleaded guilty, you know, the aggravating factors, right. etc. I'm sure that's similar. And then they'll come up with a sentence of which you automatically get pretty much a third of it taken off. That's uh, right. No matter how, what your behavior is. So, you know, we have this, there's a lot of complaints about this sort of revolving door situation, but the state seems so much different. You get a big, hefty sentence and you pretty much serve it out. Yeah, it's, it's, there's not a lot of, uh, uh, softy toffee stuff in the United States. I mean, in Canada, what we have, if you're done for first degree murder or heinous crimes against children or whatnot, what you will have is you will be declared a dangerous offender. And 
you know, that's a situation where life actually does mean life. It's, it's, you know, where a very liberal society throws up its hands and says, we can't do anything with you. Uh, but in the U.S., I mean, uh, it, it, that, that kind of draconian punishment uh, schedule leads to, can lead to a horrifying number of people caught with dime bags when they were 19 years old and uh, still there 30 years later. And, and you, you see examples of that almost every day. The flip side of that is, is that when you do serious crime, such as say sex trafficking, uh, you know, you're going to go away for a very long time with, uh, you know, nobody's really interested in the root causes of how you ended up there. They're more interested in the crime itself. Mm. And of course, sex trafficking is a, uh, uh, very, uh, very, uh, serious crime indeed. Um, so I don't know how comfortable I feel as a human being that, okay, Ghislaine Maxwell, her crimes are horrendous. She's been found guilty of it, um, of trafficking these girls, of procuring these young teenagers for a paedophile. Horrific. I just don't know how it settles with me that she could die in prison. And, you know, she could essentially live for another 40, 50 years, could she? Well, she's 60 now, so... No, okay. Uh, you know, 40, so maybe. Another 30 to 40 years, yes, absolutely. Now, will she still be in the slammer when she's, you know, 90-some-odd 90, uh, 90 some years old? You know, that's 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 a possibility, but I, but I somehow doubt it. I, mm. you know, I, you know, it's a heinous crime and whatnot, but it just depends that the mood uh, mm. the uh, U.S. justice system is in as well, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think part of the thing is, is uh, her lawyers complained, and to an extent, I agree that she is a bit of a proxy for Jeffrey Epstein, but as uh, New York Yankees great Reggie Jackson uh, once described himself, he was the stick that stirs the dr stirred the drink on the Yankees, right? And in a lot of ways, Guyline Maxwell was the stick that stirred Epstein's drink of perversion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And look, that's just a, 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 a little aside, maybe just those kind of massive sentences seem so, so strange to us on this side of the, the Atlantic. But... To kind of move on to, I suppose, what's really at the heart of this, it's. And I was reading your article about, you know, how this guilty verdict is a win for us all, but you're absolutely right. This was somebody who was born with a silver spoon in her mouth, who uh, mixed with the hoi polloi of, of society and essentially those sort of people usually get away with anything and here we have seen justice served. She's been found guilty and she is going to prison. Um, now, with that silver spoon that was there from when she was born and is still there, she's actually going to be able to use her money, her wealth and her legal team in order to try and disrupt this process, to appeal this process, to have something overturned. There's all sorts of talk of whether or not she's going to go into a plea bargaining. Is she going to give up? 
the names in that black book, what is going to happen? Well, I think that giving up those names is is her last uh, card left. All the noise made by her family and the defense team aside, that's really all she has left. The prosecution did not offer her a plea bargain in the first place, and nor did she ask for one. But uh, essentially, uh, that's all she has left. She doesn't have, I mean... The, the the jury was, you know, as as I understand, very well educated. And, you know, defense lawyers I spoke to said, you know, they couldn't have been happier with a jury like that because clearly they went over everything. They asked for testimonies and everything again and again and again. And they went back to them. They wanted to make sure that they had it right. So, I mean, there's not going to be, you know, a Mrs. Kowalski in there holding up the process, uh, which is, you know, one thing that frequently you see is, you know, particularly in the United States, is those sorts of things happening uh, or or the drunken defense lawyer while well, she had top notch uh you know a top notch defense um but you know as as a defense lawyer i know pointed out that you know as horrible as it would have been she had to go on the stand she had to say why these people were misremembering or fibbing or, uh, you know, any number of things like that, but she didn't. And that was a, you know, a calculated risk, obviously. But uh, yeah, I mean, she, uh, she will have the money to fight for this, but for how long? This is an extraordinarily expensive process, you know, particularly, I mean, in the Southern United States, if, if you're black and accused of a crime, uh, I mean, you could be a hundred miles away and, and be shit out of luck, right? And, mm. and so, or, or even poor white people, you know, that's, you know, certainly how the system is set up. Um, so I, I don't know. I think obviously she's going to use that money to get every particular uh, advantage, edge, whatever there is. But whether it'll do her any good, I don't know, because I think the system has made, I, I, I think, I don't mean to, but broadly, I think the decision has, or the, the system has made a decision on Guylin Maxwell, and the decision is that she has to go to jail for a long time. Look, we botched mm. up Jeffrey Epstein, and so, you know, Guylaine Maxwell's got to go. And so I think that mitigates that money as well. Now, I think the one thing about being inside a U.S. prison, she's currently in the Metropolitan Detention Centre in Brooklyn. She's been complaining about the food, the conditions, the awfulness of everything. Um, She's on suicide watch. She's going to once her sentence is handed down, she will be moved to a longer term prison facility. I think only a very small percent of the population of prisoners in the US are females, something under 10 percent. So, you know, there can't be that many uh, female facilities that she would be moved to. I think one in particular outside New York is is coming in as the, the front runner in it. But the conditions in that prison, while they will be better than the detention center she's in, 
her money will make no difference to her because you, there's nothing money can buy you really when you're no, behind. No, I mean she gets there. an extra chocolate bar. Like that's yeah. that's really the extent of it. There'll be no massages. There'll be no travel. There'll be there'll be nothing. And federal in the U.S. federal time is the conditions are much better in federal prisons than they are in state prisons, which many of which have been offloaded onto the private sector, which, you know, hasn't, you know, had the best results, you know, you know, either, you know, either way. I mean, for people who are, you know, uh, real law and order sort of thing, you know, it's kind of a rather can be a lax environment. But by the other hand, that some of these people that can be salvaged, uh, you know, they, they, they're not going to get that kind of help to put them on the straight and narrow, become productive citizens, yada, yada, yada. But I don't think any, anybody's uh, looking at making uh, Maxwell a productive citizen. I think, no. I think the whole purpose of it is punishment. Yeah, the ship has sailed for that. Now, putting Maxwell aside slightly, Owen, by the way, before we do so, her brother Ian Maxwell has been speaking to the UK press, the British press, and he has said there's no plea bargain, there's nothing happening and she's giving up nobody. So all we can do is wait and see what happens with that. It would seem incredible that she will just suck up this giant sentence she's facing and, and not try and do anything or use anything that she has in order to, to change the outcome of it. But the one guy who still insisting he doesn't sweat has to be Prince Andrew. <laughs> I bet he's sweating. I bet, I bet my left arm he's sweating. Yeah. As do I. And um, uh, he is actually being, he, lawyers are actually looking for the evidence, the medical evidence that proves he doesn't sweat at the moment in a New York court. So of course what's happening with him is he is facing a civil case and if it proceeds, it will go to trial. The burden of proof in civil proceedings is far less than criminal proceedings. So he must be very anxious looking at how Maxwell has been uh, has been um, found guilty in her own criminal trial. Well, yeah, I mean, I think he's probably, you know, if Ian Maxwell's right, that, that she's not uh, she's not, uh, you know, dropping a dime on anyone, uh, you know, still uh, the mood the room is, you know, to crucify anybody uh, connected with this. And, you know, I mean, no one is ever going to accuse Prince Andrew of being a rocket scientist. Uh, you know, one of the dimmer members of the firm. Uh, he, uh, I, I, you know, obviously he's expecting, you know, and a lot of times it's the same with Maxwell. These are people who've gotten away with things all their life. There was no police cruiser taking you home for smashing uh, bus uh, windows or, or, tr or train cars carrying uh, automobiles, you know. They didn't have that. So I, I think that they're, uh, you know, they're almost indignant. You saw that with uh, Ghislaine Maxwell when she, you know, told the judge, you know, do you have anything to say? Which is, you know, I'm true, you know, should be, I'm truly sorry for these people's pain or whatever it is, but I'm not responsible sort of thing. But no, she went and said the prosecution has not uh, proven its case, right? Which is like, you know, shut up. 
like, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, you know, use, use your head. Because during that trial, what we saw just by her actions during the trial and what we heard and everything like that was the Ghislaine Maxwell that we thought she was, which was not a very nice person, you know, cold, entitled, imperious. And, and uh, you know, I don't think she did herself any favors, uh, but yeah, that's her that's, very nature. That arrogance is, you know, often the undoing of, of just human beings. And it's the same arrogance that has, has in a way landed at Prince Andrew where he is. Of course, the reference we've been making to the sweating is to the BBC interview he did a disastrous interview in which he, he, he did claim that he wasn't capable of sweating because um, his alleged victim, Virginia Roberts, has said that, yeah, he was dancing and he was particularly disgusting and soaking wet with sweat. And he also said that he was in a Pizza Express restaurant at the time that she has claimed um, that she was, a, 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 he was, he was, um, she has alleged that she was sexually assaulted by him. Now, both of those positions, the non-sweating and the um, the backup to his presence in the Pizza Express restaurant are currently being looked for under discovery in, in, in New York in the courtroom. So, yeah, why do posh people not know when to shut up? Oh, they've, uh, they've had everything, uh, everything given to them. So, I mean, and they've gotten away with things. They're Parents have bailed them out. Uh, I mean, they had the the case a number of years ago, uh, and you probably remember it, the affluenza case, where the defense said, well, this kid is so spoiled, he didn't know better. Uh, which, you know, was, was, you know, he killed like five people in a drunk car accident. And then after that, you know, he, uh, you know, he carried on. The judge cut him a break and he carried on. And then he got busted for breaking his probation. And him and his mother ran off to Mexico where they were, of course, tracked down by the U.S. Marshals. <laughs> so, uh, um, which, you know. I, I always thought the marshals were pretty cool, but um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, and that's 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 the sort of thing. I mean, it was uh, described. George uh, W. Bush was described as being born on third base and thinking he hit a triple. Now, I, I don't think the the former president was qu quite as bad as Guy Lane Maxwell or uh, any of these people, but but you get you know you get the drift that that. You know they're just staggered when they get into trouble. They can't, they can't believe it. And there's you know a guy like Maxwell phoning around to newspapers and magazines uh, in the uh, I think the late aughts or early early aughts uh, by uh, when uh, Vanity Fair started snooping around about Ep Epstein and she was mm. ap apoplectic and you know effectively you know there was ABC other things. This is that. You know, th she'd gotten away with it for so long. Why wouldn't she get away for it this time? I, I mean, I'm sure in her mind, even now at this dire hour, she believes that she's going to walk out a free woman and back to her old life and old friends and everything's going to be hunky-dory. And it doesn't work that way you know, for better or for worse in the United States. You know, she's gone away for a very long time. She's still, you reckon, living of, you know, under the dream, really, that a mistake has been made somewhere along the line and 
you know, it's all going to be put right and, and she'll be she'll be or freed. some wealthy man will uh, ride to her rescue, which as as you know, has been her pattern. First it was her father, then it was then it was mm-hmm. Epstein, uh, you know, and people I know I- I involved in this have said that basically she, you know, that Epstein was a, a, a replacement for her father, particularly the money. He brought her uh, massive wealth and he she gave him a social cachet. Brad, your your opinion piece that you wrote about that I referred to earlier about the guilty verdict being a will a win for us all, and in which you quoted the late great Pete Hamill from your former <laughs> uh, chapel, the New York Post, and the quote the Hamill quote, by the way, just because I have it here to hand, it's the joy of every man to see the mighty made common. Yeah, and I I agree with that completely. I mean, if you've ever had any tanglings with your revenue service in in Ireland, you'll know that they're going to come after you with a much harder line than they will the somebody with a gazillion dollars in the bank. You will pay the fines. They will squeeze every last dime out of you, whereas the rich guy will go, oh, you know, mistake, you know, sorry, you know, like that. And they'll give them a fine and they'll walk away with the $8 million they've pocketed because of, uh, uh, of their trickery. And I think, you know, you're seeing it, you know, on a, on a, the Maxwell on a broad scale is much of what's going on, I think, today in Western society with, I mean, billionaires made billions more during this last pandemic. Have you had a raise? <laughs> well, no, I haven't. I must get on to somebody about that now that you right. mentioned it, Brad. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, it just seems like the playing field is completely unfair. That's fine. I'll go into the fight, but, you know, I don't want to go with both hands behind my back, tied behind my back. And so I, I think there's a rage from both the left and the right toward these people. And Guyland Maxwell is emblematic of that. And so that's that's the victory. And, you know, when I did work in New York, I mean, uh, Mike Heckman, one of the greatest newspaper men I've ever worked for, who's the night editor on The Post, you know, you'd, you know, turn out some uh, Wall Street banker on this and the guy would bend himself into a pretzel. He'd be so delighted, like a child on Christmas morning. I totally get it. And I think here in Ireland, we will completely and utterly, um, you know, be able to connect with that sentiment you have because there would be a lot of over the past few years, we have seen a boom, a crash, and the developers seem to be the ones who walked away not having to pay any of their debts while there are still people, you know, who will be paying back money that they, you know, has gone into the ether for years to come. And indeed, one of the banks here was bailed out by the state and, uh, you know, every one of us will be paying for the mistakes made by some. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so we get that completely. The one thing, I suppose, and finally, the the Maxwell, what will happen with her, whether she appeals this, whether she comes up with a way of of trying to to bargain her way out of jail earlier or whatever. You'd like to see that sentiment continue into the others being brought in to the investigation and the others. I think Virginia Roberts um, tweeted this 
week that, you know, she was very pleased to see justice happen, but that she'd like she didn't act alone, Maxwell, and she'd like to see see others be treated in the same way. What is the possibilities of us seeing in the in the coming years other very high profile individuals facing charges in relation to all that happened with Epstein? I think I think that you are going to see other people held uh, held to account. I mean, part of the thing is, is, you know, the Me Too thing has kind of, you know, shoved, you know, gone a little bit off the stage. But that sort of class resentment has not. And and, you know, any you know, the average person will think, well, you know, if I was involved in that, well, of course, you know, probably thinking of themselves also, I wouldn't be involved in that. Uh, they, uh, you know, they would be absolutely crucified. And I think, uh, I, I think the U.S. Justice Department understands that, that it's not ending with Maxwell, that, that there's a lot more to dig up and to put on the wall. I mean, you know, we're talking dozens of girls over a very long period of time. You know, uh, Epstein wasn't hanging out with plumbers, you know, uh, nor was Maxwell. You know, these were people with money and power, which is, you know, part of tie, partly tied into why Epstein got the sweetheart deal in Florida in 2008 for soliciting an underage prostitute. Uh, you know, I, like it wasn't a punishment at all. It was, you know, basically come sleep here some of the time, <laughs> you know, and uh, and you can carry on your merry way at your beachside, uh, beachfront mansion uh, in Palm Beach, uh, which is very good work indeed if you can get it. Mm-hmm. Well, look, we have her sentence coming up. We've no date for that yet, but no doubt it's going to be in the coming weeks or months. Um, and maybe we'll come back and talk about that again. In the meantime, Brad, I am going to sit down and write to the editor of the Toronto Sun and tell him stroke her <laughs> that you need a pay rise. Her. <laughs> okay, and I'll do the same for the editor of the Sunday World. How's that? Is thank that you. Absolutely. Absolutely spot on. Brad Hunter, thank you very much. Thanks, Nicola. Take care of yourself. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. If you like the podcast and love true crime, why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe.